Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. I am your host, Jackie Wade. God's remnant are those who acknowledge God in all of their ways, even when their ways sometimes do not please God. They are the ones who are always confessing their sins to God while believing he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here on the Remnant Podcast, we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by Holy Spirit to bring all glory to God. Lives will be changed, souls delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm for which we have been granted authority by God. This is the day that the Lord have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm your host, Jackie Wade. I'm coming to you in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Just thanking you for joining us once again here on the Remnant Podcast. And we're live tonight. We're live with Arthur, uh Carrier Pitts. And so we're going to bring her on in shortly. But before we get started, I do want to just tell you a little bit about the Remnant Podcast and everything that we're doing here on the at the Remnant Podcast. And we are a podcast where we're going to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a podcast where we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ. We are inspired and led by the Holy Spirit to ultimately ultimately bring all glory to God and not ourselves. We declare and decree that lives will be changed, souls will be delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we decree and declare that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm for which we have been granted authority by God. Listen, I'm your host, Jackie Wade, and I come to you tonight and we're going to have a good conversation tonight. I ask that you would bear with us tonight and just enjoy this time. We won't be on long. As you know, many of you may know tonight is my anniversary, my 12 year anniversary to my wonderful husband and talking to him earlier. I was like, man, this year has come mighty, mighty quick. And I always will get permission. Sometimes I don't know if people believe in it, but I just believe in always making sure that my family is okay with everything that I do. And so this evening he was like, no, absolutely do your podcast and enjoy it and, you know, do what God has called you to do. And so I thank God for him for, for that. We've been celebrating all month And um, we're going to continue to celebrate for the entire month of September. Listen, I I thank God. I just thank God for all of my family. But um, I just want to mention that tonight. And also, getting back to the podcast. So many of you may know my name is Minister Jackie Wade, and I am the host for the Remnant Podcast. And if you're joining us for the very first time, I want you to like, share, and comment. Like, share, and comment. Please share the podcast. And the reason being is because we may share something on this podcast that may be beneficial to someone. And so right now, so many times people are going through and people are encountering things in their life that they need to hear hope. They need to hear a message of hope, a message that will inspire them, a message that will let them know that God is on their side. And a lot of times we we go through life and so many things can bog us down. So. On tonight, 
I encourage you to share this podcast, to share it, share it, share it. Also, get involved. Ask questions. Join in on the podcast. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you have questions about anything. All right. You can follow us on this podcast by getting a free subscription to podbean.com. We're now on Podcast Addict. We're also on Deezer. And for all my podcasters, you know, Podcast Addict and Deezer is awesome. We are on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Audible. We're on Player FM and Samsung and Spotify. So don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Um, at the It's The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Also, if you don't see it and you can't find it, just send me a message on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. You can find us at the at sign, The Remnant Podcast. Okay? At The Remnant Podcast. So, we're on a series where we're talking about um, how your voice matters. And everyone has a voice, right? Um, all conversations starts around a voice. And I said one time before, you must and we must acknowledge that our voice is a gift from God. However, what we listen to has a lot to do with what we say, right? Because what goes inside will come out. Side. So, you know, based on what a man speaks is by the intention of his heart. So on this podcast tonight, we want to acknowledge that first that our voice is a gift from God, that we use our voices in many ways. We use our voice to encourage. We use our voice to edify. We can use our voice to. We use our voice to um Share the gospel. We should be using our voice for positive things only. Okay. We should be. So I want to encourage you to be careful on what you look at, because what you look at determines again, what you're feeding yourself and then eventually what you say. Right. And so we're shaped by our understanding, you know, the things that we're passionate about. We talk about the things the things that happens to us, the things that we have to encounter in life, all of those things has a lot to do with what we decide to say out of out of our mouths and how we use our voice. We can bring comfort with our, with our voice to those that are suffering. We can encourage, respond, embolden. We can warn. We can inspire and we can teach. But ultimately, the goal tonight in this series was to lead people to Christ with our voice, right? To love them, um, to encourage them, and and just don't let our voice be noise, right? Don't just make our, just say negative approach arguments and things like that, but let our voice be used to to upbuild the kingdom of God, to upbuild the people, amen? And so there's a couple things, three things that pertain to our voice. Our voice is a gift, and then we must remember that our voice is used to communicate powerful things and then that our voice can upbuild, embolden, and help individuals. So I want to encourage you tonight to stay on with us. We're going to bring in an upcoming author. Her name is Carrier Pitts. She is an awesome woman of God. She has so much to offer on tonight. We're going to talk with her. We're going to talk about her upcoming book that's coming out shortly called Crazy. Crazy, but covered. Crazy, but covered. So I thank you all for joining us. Listen, 
I want to say hello to my Facebook family. I want to say hello to our Remnant family on our Remnant Facebook page. I also want to say hello to our YouTube followers. So God bless you. Stay on with us as we um, bring in Cartier Pitts. And then we're going to open up in prayer and get right into our podcast on tonight. Again, I thank you for joining me. Again, my name is Jackie Wade. And I want to bring in my, my guest, special guest, Cartier. Hello. So welcome to the Remnant Podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Yes. So, Cartier, I'm going to just ask you a couple questions and I'm going to do some things here on the back end. But while we're getting information, before we start, let's have a word of prayer. Amen. Amen. Father God, we come before you and we thank you. We thank you for another day, for this is the day that you have made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, tonight we ask that you would speak through your, the woman of God, that you would have your way, God, that we will speak and that it will be uplifting, that someone will know that you are still able, that you're actually more than able, God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for how you've kept us. You kept us throughout our life, God. Up until this point, it was already predestined and, and ordained that Cartier would write her book, that she would tell her story. So on tonight, God, as she inspires those, God, as she encouraged those, God, Father, we ask that you would speak through her Holy Spirit, be in the midst of us tonight. We'll be so faithful to give your name, the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So welcome to the Remnant Podcast. So, Cartier, I want to ask you tonight one of the questions that I will always and usually ask my authors and upcoming authors is what inspired you? What inspired you to start writing? Actually, just really a beckoning from God. So essentially, I grew up in a very impoverished area in Philadelphia. And so there were a lot of things going on in my life from early childhood. So, you know, we didn't, I didn't come up from a family who went to church and that kind of stuff because, you know, the things, drugs and stuff my mom was into just catapulted us into a life of abstract poverty. So in the interim of that, I would basically go to the corner to get away from the house and everything that was going on there. And I would go down there and I would just sit there and be like, you know, asking God questions like, they say you're real, so why I got to live like this? Why I got to do that? At a very early age, my first encounter with God was at seven years old, where he literally introduced himself to me. So throughout my life, anytime I ran into obstacles or challenges or whatever the case may be, he would just miraculously like send people my way to help. And the very first thing those people would do would be to talk to me about God every time it happened. So that's pretty much where the book, the story is birthed from. It's going to chronicle my life from childhood, some incidents that happened through two divorces, <laughs> through where I am now. The goal of the book is to help women who've been through childhood trauma, essentially. And what normally happens when that happens is you automatically go into fight mode when you feel like you're experiencing something traumatic from your childhood. So it's hard to separate the two, basically. And because you've always had to be so reactive and always on your toes and always worrying about taking care of yourself and making sure you were safe, that's the way you deal with it. You just flip out on people. And if it reminds you in any way 
that this is the trauma from our childhood. You, you can't separate the two. So um, essentially, I just got tired of going into cycles, trying to figure out why I was not happy inside for myself, why I couldn't love myself. And so I was looking for love in all the wrong places. And then when I actually did get real love, you know, I contributed to it falling apart because I still hadn't overcome that trauma. So essentially, that's my goal. Um, and I think the book will be able to show people exactly how God is always prevalent in our life. If you just pay attention. Awesome. So your life story, everything that you've been through mm-hmm. has definitely strengthened you and you've walked through a whole lot of different types of situations, but Absolutely. God kept you. Amen. Absolutely. So I, you know, of course, as a child, I thought, girl, these people going to be talking about you is crazy. Don't tell nobody that. <laughs> so I never really, I thought, you know, well, maybe it's just my body's way. Maybe it was my body's way of dealing with situations. Maybe this is stuff I fabricated in my mind, right? I thought that for many years until actually about four, three years ago, you know, God kind of was like, you know, he planted the seed to go ahead and do this book, you tell your story. And as I began to share it with people, it was like, oh my God, like you really got a story, <laughs> like for real, for real, like when your book coming out. So that just kind of solidified it, that it was a journey that he wanted to take me on. But at the same time, so early in life, I left Philadelphia. When I, I had so much trauma from Philadelphia. When I left, I literally kept in touch with no one. Like, I disconnected from mama, everybody. I just was like, I'm gone. I'm going to go start my own life. And so I went in the military. And for years, people didn't know where I was. They didn't know where I was, what I was doing, that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, after God planted the seed about the book, these people start finding me on Facebook. And I'm trying to figure out, how are you finding me? Because my last name changed, <laughs> right? So it was just like people were coming out the woodwork. Oh, my God, where you been? People were saying, you're dead. You got eight kids. You know how, how it is with people when... They don't know anything about you, then they'll start making up things. And so it was just interesting to see some of the things that were happening. But at the same time, it confirmed that I was on the right path. And so, you know, I went through the whole fleshing it out again. Because one thing about when you write a book, it's now a living artifact, right? And so it makes it real. So, you know, I had some fears about sharing parts of the story because I knew that a lot of the things that we, I will be talking about in the book is that th- those people know some of those people, right? So I backed off a little bit because I, it was almost like I relived it again, essentially. So I just kept reliving it and reliving it. So I had to kind of go through it. It was almost like I was going through it again. But once I got to the other side of it, I said, okay, God, I'm ready. Let's do it. So I'm finally there. The book. It is actually in the publishing process, and it should be to me by mid-October, no later than mid-October, where I can actually launch it. Okay. So what I want to do is, I, I know we started, but I want to read your your bio. Okay. Just give our, our viewers a little more about you and 
you know, everything that you've done this far in life, we have a lot in common. All right. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> we have a lot in common. We went to the same high school, right? Right. We did. And that, I want to talk about, speak to that a little bit. So one way you know for sure you're on track is how we reconnected. So essentially, you know, we met at the concert seeing um, Tasha Cobb, basically. And it was kind of crazy because, you know, I was like, okay, this person is still looking at me. Or is this person looking at me? And then you said, don't I know you? And I was like, I don't know, do you? <laughs> and you was like, I know, I know. We went to Davis and we were so excited to see each other. And I'm thinking, God, you speak in so many ways. So when you started speaking to me about the fact that you're a minister and you do all of these things, I was just like, listen, my daddy be on his job every day of the week. So what we know as Christians and believers in Jesus is that if you pay attention, he will connect you to the right people at the right time. Yes, he will. Learn to get past ourselves and how we think it should happen and trust that the plan that he has is the better plan for us. Amen. So and definitely thank God for the reconnection to you because what it's been 30 years yeah. since we've been out of school and we have not seen each other or heard from each other in 30 years and we reconnected at a concert and, and to me that wasn't random especially when you started speaking about what you do i was like wow like like you are the man jesus you you everything for me <laughs> like I, I can't even explain a lot of the stuff what that he's brought me out of but i've done my best to put that in the book so you can understand why i am in the place i am today is everything perfect? Absolutely not. But what I know, as long as I have him, I'm going to be okay. Period. So, it is and it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing that you said that because when we when we reconnected, you know, you'd be surprised what you asking the Lord to do as well. You'd be surprised, you know, things that I'm asking God to do. But you said something just now that was really good you said we just have to trust god's plan and know that his plan is what's best and somebody tonight may be listening and you may be wondering you know which way to go which road to take what carrier just said was you gotta you you want to trust god's plan god's plan is so perfect it may not feel like it but when you really relationship that god's plan is real and, and it's the best plan for us you know he doesn't make any mistakes he he already know what we stand in need of he know the ways that we need the ways that need to be made it's just a matter of us really acknowledging him and bowing down to him and allowing him to lead us and guide us and us getting rid of ourselves and our own will you know and that's a process but you know, God is able. And so um, what she said tonight, that's that, that was powerful, you know, trusting God's will. Before we continue, I do want to read your bio. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Again, connections, a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carrier Pitts is a native of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
As a child, she had to overcome many obstacles as her mother was a drug addict, thus placing Cartier and her siblings in an unstable environment full of poverty and destruction. After her mother's arrest for prostitution, Cartier ended up in the state of Pennsylvania's foster care system due to her mother's inability to provide a stable home environment. Against all odds, Cartier decided that she had to find a way to be responsible for herself. And as a result, she opted to join the United States Army at the age of 17 because she knew the environment would give her a sense of stability independent of her mother's choices. Cartier is also a graduate of Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. She graduated with a 3.57 GPA with a bachelor's degree in liberal studies with a consecration, concentration in literature and writing. In addition, Ms. Pitts is, a twice, is twice divorced and the mother of one child. She has also worked in a variety of social, service, so, social services positions, which include the Department of Family and Children's Services, where she worked with families in need of food stamps, Medicaid, and TANF, cash assistance. She has also worked on or worked at On The Path, a privately owned company where she provided paraprofessional counseling to at-risk youth. Her responsibilities included providing tangible life skills and behavior resolutions designed to help them get on a path of success. Cartier has also worked as a youth assistant slash office secretary at Real Life Church in Macon, Georgia, where she was able to help coordinate youth travel and events for the youth ministry and is currently working as a reading teacher at Ballard Hudson Middle School in Macon, Georgia. As a child, Cartier had to overcome many obstacles as her mother's decisions were riddled with dysfunction, placing Cartier and her brothers in an unstable environment. And then Cartier has written a memoir memoir called Crazy But Covered, which chronicles some of the most pivotal events that pushed her into submission to God. Her book is designed to help women overcome childhood trauma, divorce, financial devastation, and general uh, generational curses. The key, she says, is having a true understanding that forgiveness is an essential ingredient for moving forward with faith, family, and the freedom to bring their purpose to fruition. So again, I introduce to you Ms. Cartier Pitts, author of Crazy But Covered. And when I read this, I got chill bumps. The Holy Spirit was just all in my, just read through it because all through this bio, I see that you've taken what you, God has taken that struggle and now you are actually ministering to youth yes. and, and serving youth and encouraging youth and teaching youth and women. And women. And women. Absolutely. It's something I was looking at this week and it was called, there is, there is purpose to your pain. Yes. Yes. You know, there's always a purpose when we go through, because when you're going through, you don't feel like it's a purpose. Right. You don't feel like... You're going to see you'll get to the other side. But I know we're a little older now, but as we keep walking and as we as we have 
submitted our lives to Christ, God, you know, Holy Spirit shows us and helps us understand that there was a purpose to that situation. It was a purpose, you know, and it's not about so much us, but it's more about now helping others, Correct. teaching other, other children, teaching other women, encouraging. And that's why I think I love doing the podcast a lot is because I get to hear voices. I get to hear the stories of people, you know? Right. And that's a beautiful um, because, you know, it's so much, especially now with um, COVID and everything that we've been through, you know, it's, it's truly a blessing just to still be here. We've lost so many people just due to COVID alone. And then we have so much going on. But faith is the key to everything. Like, I I walked through that pandemic fearless. Like, listen, I am a child of God. Nothing will, will kill me. I am not going to die from COVID. And I believe that with everything I am. I believe that with everything I am. So, you know, the, the God we serve is so big. He's so huge. And I guess, you know, sometimes I know I make people uncomfortable because they're not quite there yet, right? So I have to pull back sometimes because I'm in that space where I'm just like, listen, <laughs> I know that I know that I know. Amen. Like I've had sessions with him just in his presence. It's just, it has just been an amazing journey. You know, all my life I was looking for love in all the wrong places, right? But God kept showing me I'm here and I was really not paying attention to him like that. You know, I'm just being, you know, I was aware of things was going on, but again, it wasn't something that I was openly sharing with people that this happened and that happened. So when I actually started talking to people about my story, just the excitement in their voice, like, man, I want to read that book. I was like, okay, God. So it, it took me. Okay, so my high school teacher was the first person. I got all the way to the ninth grade before anyone told me I had anything special. So we were writing Shakespeare. We were reading Shakespeare in class. So I fell so in love with the language. I, it was like I was living it with him, right? And wow. I thought, I said, this dude is bad. Like, this language is so powerful to me, right? So she said, go home, and I need y'all to write an assignment. Like, it could be a poem. It could be whatever you want to write. But you should go home and write a poem and bring it back. So I did just that. Sat down to go to the poem. I, I probably finished the poem in, like, five minutes. So the next day when we get back to school, the teacher says, can you stay after class? And I'm thinking, oh, God, what I did now? Because I wasn't a good teenager now. I was a whole hot mess. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what I did, right? So I'm thinking I'm in trouble for something, right? So she was like, did you write this poem? And I said to her, I'm looking at her because I'm thinking, okay, so what did she think I cheated? Like, what's going on? So I said, yes. This lady went to bawling tears. And I'm looking at her like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, baby, you don't understand. She said, baby, you got a gift. I said, huh? She said, you got a gift. She said, you, you don't understand. She said, everybody don't write like this. So I'm thinking, okay, something she a little special. <laughs> but 
she was so adamant to make sure she told me. So she planted that seed. But I still kind of brushed it off because, you know, I was dealing with life. I was trying to figure out how I'm going to live, where I'm getting money from. <laughs> you know, I was trying to take care of that. So I heard her and it prompted me to start writing poetry. So I would get a, a little notebook and write down a poem here and there. And so after I got to the military and I had my roommate, she just one day said, would you be writing in that book? I said, oh, I'm just writing some poems. So I give her the book. And she's like, oh, my God, like, girl, you can write. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, how could I all, get all the way to ninth grade and nobody ever said, you have something special. You can use this, right? So, again, life happens. I was doing all that kind of stuff. And so it took me several years. I said, okay, I hear a lot of people telling me I'm right. Then my friends started saying, girl, you can write I, people just kept saying it to me, saying to me. But I don't know when you see when you come from trauma and at that age when they were telling me, you know, that just wasn't my focus. I couldn't even wrap my mind around it. I figured I had bigger fish to fry. I gotta worry about where I'm gonna eat, where I'm gonna sleep, how the bills gonna get paid, all that good stuff. And mm -hmm. so I finally got it after I had my son. When I had mm -hmm. my son. It changed my whole vantage point of life. It was like, okay, listen. First of all, I asked God, you trust me to raise another human being? Me. <laughs> like the kid that have been through it, that'll tell somebody something, that'll do it. And it was like so, so changing. I remember looking at him and thinking, my God, like me? You gonna let me raise another human being? Are you serious? You know what I'm saying? And I said to him in that moment, I just was like, God, I don't want to mess this up. This is the one thing on this earth I do not want to mess up. And I said, Lord, I'm going to do my best. And I did exactly that. I did. I made sure that my son knew what love was early. I made sure that he had a stable house and all of those good things. So that is what really solidified, okay, let's go ahead and do this book me. It, it planted the seed then, but when I went back to college, I said, okay, I'm trying to stay. And so the rest is history. The rest is history. But um, this, the book is really a really, really good book. And I'm not just saying it because it's my book. Because it really, it's God's book, to be honest. Right? Amen. So my gift of writing really has nothing to do with me. It's a communion with the Holy Spirit when I'm writing. Right? So I can feel an inkling like in my stomach where I know, okay, this is where you want me to go when I'm right. And it, it's so unexplainable, but it's almost like the spirit takes over the pen and we just work together at that point. And I Amen. so and when I say I so love that, I'm like, ooh, this is like all like this is this is everything for me. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's um it, it's been a journey, but um and it's a lot of things that I have to reveal about myself. That is just truth, you know. A lot of times we want to tell what other people did, but we don't ever want to tell the things we did, right? You said so, say that again. A lot of times we want to tell what other people did, right? But we never want to tell the things that we did, right? Amen. So, like, listen, you gonna have to tell it all, like. Ain't no holding nothing back with this. You got to expose you too. If you're going to expose what happened, you got to tell your part in it, right? 
So it was exactly. It would definitely be a good read, Mike, because I've had some parts in it and some things that happen, and it is what it is. But everybody has things that happen, right? And it is it's difficult for people to move past when you're walking in the world pretending, right? That you. What we'll say that again? When you're walking through the world pretending you're perfect. Right? Go ahead now. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. So I got some stuff that I got to reveal on top of that, right? Um, and, and that's just true. The, the book won't do what it needs to do if I hold on to things, right? Right. So I your voice, mess, right? Yeah. I, I my mess too, because truth is, all of us got some kind of mess. Something. Right. And I want to and I want to jump in real quick because you said um, nothing. None of us are perfect, which is true. None. We all have a story. We all have something that we've dealt or is dealing with or will deal with. It'll continue to happen. It don't. It doesn't stop. And okay. I want to make reference to, to to that because today um, is my anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was putting a post on Facebook and initially I was like, oh gosh, we've been through this and that. And the Holy Spirit directed me and said, yeah, but those years were magnificent years. Those years were wonderful years. The reason why I kind of mentioned it that way is because if I have, if I never went through some things that weren't good, I wouldn't appreciate, I mean, bad, I wouldn't appreciate the good. So what the Bible say, count it all joy, right? Right. And give thanks in all things. So I was saying that to say the Holy Spirit was like, no, those were marvelous years, right? Those were right. fabulous years. Even when you look back over your life, even when you look back and you had to make the decision to go in the army, you had to make the decision, you know, to just say walk away from your marriage. You had to make the decision. Like you said, I have a child now to raise. But all through that, even though a lot of times things are crazy and it seems like it's out of control, God is still in the midst of it. Right. And that's and, hence the name of the book. A lot of things was truly crazy. But at the end of the day, I know I was covered. Like, covered. I know that's right. Like you can go through crazy when you know you're covered. Right. Right. It, it's, 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 it's like, yes, like my God did it again. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it, it's it's a beautiful story. It's a hard story. It's some of it is emotional. I mean, it's it's a journey. It's a journey. Um, and you're I just still want, here. You're right, still here. I, I want people to know. Listen, it, it, there is nothing you can ever do to make God stop loving you. Why? Because He just simply does. He chooses to. Right. So you can be forgiven for anything you did. Period. There's nothing you've done that he's gonna say, nope, I ain't gonna forgive. It's just it just is what he it is. Right. He just and that's the us. word. The Bible says that you know nothing could separate us from the love of, of, of God. Nothing. 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 And a lot of people don't really believe that. You know, they're holding on to so much trauma and so much pain, basically slowly dying on the inside because you're you're you don't know you're not in the space where you truly know who God is. But once you get there, yes, you you the thing about it is once you get there, you're even more guilty about the stuff you do. You know what I'm saying? And you have those conversations with him and you you know, but he he lets you know, listen, it's okay. It's okay. So it's okay. I just want 
go to grab from the book. Just be who God called you to be. It's time out for the facades and the pretending that you're this person or that person, and you're really not, right? The bottom line is God created you to be who he needed you to be. We all have a purpose. We just have to tap into it. And you can't really tap into it until you surrender it all to God. Because he will use everything that happened to you to deliver other people. Period. Amen. Obedient to his voice on doing what he tells you to do. Guess what happens? Souls are not being brought into the kingdom. So Say that again. Souls are not being brought into the kingdom because there's certain people or certain situations that he will have assigned to you that your story will speak to and that brings those people into the kingdom. Period. That's right. So we gotta that know goes- we gotta know that it's okay to make mistakes. We gotta know that just because I made this mistake, it's it's not gonna live with me forever, right? But God he healed. I mean, he healed spiritually, he's healed physically, he does it all. He still does it all. The same guy that walked this earth thousands of years ago performed the same miracles today. Period. So understand that and they tap in. It's up from there. It's up from there. Period. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, I just want to again share the story. I know the story is not for everyone. But there is a segment of people who will attach to the story. Absolutely. Like you said, there's a group of people. And that's why I kind of referenced this podcast, The Remnant, because there's a group of people that just want to have, they just want God, right? right? This isn't my podcast. God told me to do this podcast because truth be told, first, I wouldn't even want to be on the live, but God has instructed me. Because like you said, our voice, there's a message to everything that we've been through. And somebody is dependent on you to share, to to encourage, to embolden, to enlighten through your life, right? Through our lives. And so there's a group of people, especially like you said, after coming from a catastrophe such as COVID and we somewhat in it and really things are not going to change much. We're going to continue to hear because this is just where we are in dispensation. However, when we really think about it, it's time out. Right. It really is time out because for one thing I've realized, one thing I've realized, I think I've re- I realized this years ago, nobody could be you but you. Mm-hmm. And so many times you'd be surprised who want to be you. <laughs> but, you know, so why not just be you? And then to be used by God, we th- there's an authenticity that is needed because, like you said, people are going to be drawn specifically to the purpose and the, the, uh, the, plan that God has put on your life, right? right? Like you said, the book not, might not be for everybody, but it's going to be for those that can relate, those who can hear that story and say, you know what? Oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Because when you're going through these storms, a lot of times you feel like you're the only one. You know how hard Cartier it is? I don't know about you, but it was a time in my life where I really had a battle and I was like, do I really want to tell people this? Do I really want to tell people that? You know. But then, and then, but then, like you said, when you build this relationship with God, and God allows you to know who you are in Him, right, right? right? When you really get to know who you are in Christ, and you understand that, there's nothing you won't do for God. 
Right. You like yeah. you don't care what people think or what they view because guess what, God, if you get the glory, you, you his words that he will draw men unto himself. So if he get the glory, he gonna take care of me. And yes, guess what? Is. You might hear this. We might hear this story today, and next thing you know, listen, God be done delivered, set your family free, whatever the case is. God is God. We're not God, but when we allow Him to get His due glory out of our lives. Right. That's why people got to be careful on how they treat people, right? Yeah, we got to be careful on how we look at people, how we think our degrees and our lifestyles and, and the statuses. And God don't care anything about that. You know, no. God no. is not a respecter of person. That is our personal stuff. If someone wants to be used by God, he's going to use that person. And the same person you think wasn't qualified or good enough, God will pick them up, clean them up. And guess what? Put them to use. And they will be winning souls for the kingdom and doing the work of the Lord. And then while you still saying, oh, look at this, and you can't even give a testimony. Right, right. That's it's not about us, but it's about him. About him. All the it's time. about him. Always. And, he's, Always. And, 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 and that's why I love him. That's why I love him. Right. I love him. It's I'm amazing. Right. I'm going to share it. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Trust me. We, yeah, and so when you get that understanding, thank you, Lord, that you've given us that understanding because I'm grateful. I don't ever want to come across like I got it all together, you know. I'm always in the place the Lord continue to show me, continue to teach me, continue to help me, right? But when you realize who you are in Christ, um, that's a beautiful thing. It's really a beautiful thing because now you're not behind the curtains any longer. Right. Right. We don't have an image. We don't have a facade. We don't have a status. You know, it's, it's not about a car or a house or whatever. It's like, really, that stuff don't have me. God is blessing um, doing things so that I can influence people who may be in that status. It's, it's never about us. Right. And that's an honor. That's an honor. When, when he takes the time to say, I choose you. Right. You don't have to do anything to be chosen to do it. I mean, like, he just simply said, I chose you for this purpose, right? Like, that's so big, just to be like, oof, like, listen, you sure you talking about me? <laughs> like, this chick was something else, let me tell you. <laughs> listen, I was something else. I, I ain't, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, where I grew up, you had, to, you had to be like, listen, don't come for me, <laughs> right? It just was what it was. Um, but but I never thought I would say this. I'm really thankful for my journey because even going through this whole journey, it reconnected me with my sisters who were raised by my grandmother. Oh, praise God. And so it, it just, like, when I say just the amazing things, even how my sisters found me, right, out the blue. Now, mind you, I'm hiding from the world during this time. So I'm trying to, like, well, how folks, how do you folks keep finding me, Lord? <laughs> right? <laughs> but even that journey, just how beautiful it is, because I've always felt incomplete. You know, my mom is gone now, bless her heart. We made our peace before she left, and I'll talk about that as well. Um, but she's gone, right? And my dad was never really a, truly a part of my life. I've seen him twice in my entire life, right? I don't know at this point if he's dead, alive, anything. I don't know anything about it. And so I've always had this longing for family, right? 
I felt like a piece of me was missing because I was always out here doing it by myself. I had been doing life by myself for so long. You And that is a difficult thing to do, to do life by yourself, right? And I really felt like I was by myself because at the time I wasn't where I am in Christ now, right? I knew he was there. I knew he existed. But I really still felt really empty in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm, I'm most thankful for the reconnection to my family um, because, you know, that, that's a beautiful thing. I can now say, oh, I'm going to see my sister in New Jersey. Oh, I'm going to go to my cousin's house in New Jersey or whatever, right? That's something I never really had. I always had to feel, I felt like a, you know, of course I had people who always invited me into their families, but it was kind of mm-hmm. like, I still felt like an outsider, right? So, I mean, God, he's amazing. It's been, it's been years, like, um, me and my family, we have not all been in one place for so many years until my aunt passed away. And I thought, my God, like I had not seen my cousins for years, like since I was like 12 years old. I'm like, this is crazy. (laughs) Like all of a sudden it just all came together and that's powerful in itself. So we're working on building our relationships, having a strong family, doing what we're supposed to do, everybody in right place. So again, I'm, I'm thankful God has done some miraculous things in my life. Amen. And I, I just can't thank him enough. Amen. That's awesome. He's a restorer. He's, you know, he's a restorer. And like you said, everything is by faith. Everything. And we're going to have to continue to walk by faith, continue to use that. Everyone has been given, you know, a portion of, of faith. And um, we have to use it. We have to utilize it. We got to continue to, and the more we use it, then the stronger it gets. Faith come by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. You can't exercise that faith muscle unless you're hearing the word of God. Right. And so yeah, know it too. What I you know, you, I heard that's right. word a lot of my life. I heard it, but I didn't really study it. Like, like really sit down and look at what is he really saying here? You know what I'm saying? What's really going here? It's it's a whole nother perspective when you study the power of that word, there are things in the Bible that you can speak over your life and watch your life transform just like that. When you really understand what he's saying in those words. Um, I think also with the current condition of the church, um, you know, a lot of churches have literally shut down after COVID. Like they're no longer, right? But, um, you know, I think it was God's, you know, because he came to take care of everything, right? The people, get the church in order, all that good stuff. And if you didn't get your stuff in order, your church is not standing anymore. So I, I just remember when I, you know, was an adult and I finally started, you know, seeking Christ for myself. I actually worked at a church, right? And I remember, you know, thinking, God, like, I'm in the church, like, or not everybody, you know, but there's those few where you'd be like, these your people, right? I'm like, I'd rather go on back out there in this world because at least with them, what you see is what you get, right? And so that, even transitioning through that was a difficulty for me, but God 
Say I that again. You sound. I, you say that one more time. I said, even with that, that was a transition for me to, you know, because I couldn't understand. You know, I was a baby in Christ at the time, of course, but I couldn't understand how could people who say they love God be so mean in some ways, right? I couldn't get around that. And I remember saying to God, I'd rather go out here with these folks in this world because at least what you see is what you get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what I'm dealing with up front. And so, you know, I had to go through all of that. And, and I'm not judging because we all have our stuff, but I was just like, you know, when you hear church, you think people who love God, therefore they love people, right? And it doesn't always come across as that, right? So I, I had to go through that, like, and then so I, I get the whole, you know, for many years it was taught in the church, you know, if you have a problem, come to the church. And it, it says that to some extent, right? But we were not really truly encouraged to see God. You, 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 it was kind of like they were a pass-through to God, right? And, and none of us needs a pass-through to God. Now, the church is relevant in its own right when doing the right thing they are and the church that i attend now i love it right because it's a church of real people simply being who they are and not doing all this extra stuff that you see so i think you know it's, it's a lot of things that god came to take care of in the season right and the church will stand but he's got to deal with all the trauma that people even have from that right that's what he came to do because he never meant for us to live in trauma. He never meant for us to live in fear or be sick on your job all day because you can't stand going in there, but you won't trust him enough to let him do what he needs to do, right? So those are the things that, you know, God is working on. So right now, it's open season. Anything you want to have in your life, you can have. You just got to go ahead and get it, period. So. And I want to say something because you were just saying how when you was a babe in Christ and you were going to the church for someone that's listening tonight. And I hope, you know, you don't find anyone find yourself. And if you ever do find yourself in that situation, I want to mention something particularly around that because um, the church, I want to give an example, is like a hospital. And I think when people look at the building, because we're the church, we're our, we're literally the church, right? Because right. we're the temple of God. But, um, but the building where we go to worship, that edifice is what I'm responding to right now, is more so like a hospital, right? It is. And so people come in because I went through that. People come in and everybody's sick, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they need, everybody's coming in looking for a cure, which is Jesus is the cure. God is the way, the truth, and the light, right? So, um, but when we come in because of how people look, they don't look like, you know, they may have, they're alcoholic. They may not, they come in dressed up. They come in beautified. They come in dressed, you know, the guys come in handsome, whatever the case is. So you don't always identify what struggle they're having. But because there's they're walking with God, because this thing is a walk, it's a lifestyle, right? And it's a continuous journey. And so along this way, what happens is people are still hurting. They may not have gotten delivered. Deliverance right. is continuously people of God and people that's listening tonight, viewers. Um, and so there's a process that takes place. And so people are 
always, and I'm finding even now still, you know, you find people and sometimes you may think they are where you are and not saying I'm somewhere wonderful. Right. <laughs> you know, but because <laughs> you go through every time God is, you know, allowing you to see more and do more and be used more. You going, people don't know you get, you going through. So you got to stay under, you know, the secret, you got to stay in that secret place. You got to stay praying. You got to stay fasting. There's a lot of stuff that come with that. Right. Um, but I want to encourage the people of God and those that will view tonight that be encouraged because you have to look at the body, the church, the building, should I say, and those that are going in, remember it's like a hospital. It is. Just because people may have gotten well from, they may have 10 different ailments. They may have gotten well from five, but they may have more than this. And we are going to continue to struggle. So I don't, because I remember that time when I was going through and I was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. Being raised in the church is different than when you walk on your own. Right. You know? Totally different. Totally different. Right. It's totally different. So people think sometimes, well, you was raised in the church, you should know. No. Being raised in the church and then your child going through church hurt and mm-hmm. you got to minister to them and pray for them to get them back. And it's, you know, it's a lot. So. I know what you mean by that. When you can just be like, really, I came here thinking. And even growing up in the church, I've seen so much. I've seen so much. I thank God that I never um, just got so fed up with, you know, and not realized they were in God. God is God. Right. And I didn't because I knew. Yeah, I know. You kept walking. Right. But some people, they'll get fed up. And then we just got to remember those people aren't God. The pastor isn't God. The pastor wife isn't God. You know, the ministers, the leaders, they're not God, but God is God. And like you said, you said something powerful just now. You said, not only do we know we have faith, but we got to know and learn about the things that is available to us. And then we got to live it. We got to live it. You got to do it because the power comes when we do it and live it. And God's word is not always icing on the cake. It's not. Love those that despitefully hate you. Right. What you going to do? You, people, people don't want to come from the babe stage, but you don't even want to speak to the person that you know don't like you. Right. Or go probably. You don't want to give them a ride or 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 God tell you to sow into their life, put some money in their hand or bless them. You don't even want to do that because they ain't they ain't recognize me last week. They ain't speak right. to me. They ain't they didn't notice me. Right. <laughs> right. I'm just saying real hard. Go on back in there. Listen. Don't God had to tell me, don't you say nothing to this woman. <laughs> don't you say nothing. You don't know what she going through, <laughs> right? Because I was that girl with that. Listen, I'm gonna tell you how I feel real quick. You know, hey, I'm, I was Philly through and through. Like, well, you know how we where we come from. So cross me and it's on and popping. I was that chick. But God had to teach me. You don't know what battles somebody else, and that's what brought me through that whole transition. Because I'll never forget it. Um, the pastor, um, we called a meeting and he was like, we need to pray. And I was like, all in my field is like, you know, listen, I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want these people praying for me. This is the stuff I'm thinking in my head, right? I was just so over it, right? And then one of the um, pastors got up and told her story. And I thought, listen, girl, I was crying like a baby. And I felt so small, right? Because I'm over here acting a fool 
because somebody hurt my feelings, right? But when I heard her minister about the things that happened to her and how she forgave them, baby, I could have crawled up under that pool feet. <laughs> I was like feeling this small, like, what in the world? There's a price for that anointing, right? We don't know. Right, what is we wrong with me? If she can forgive all that, baby, I need to get over myself real quick. Right. We don't and that's the things that's the thing, Cartier. We don't know what a person has been through, right? No. It looks so wonderful no. and and no. all, but we don't know. And it's like, do you really want what they have? Because it, will you be able to walk their shoe? Right. You know, will you be able to yeah. total forgiveness? And I'm thinking, at least you recognize ooh. that. At I least you recognize that. I just started scooting down, like, ooh. Like, I feel so, and I just bawled, and I thought, oh, God, forgive me. Like, forgive me, right? Because I, it taught me something. It taught me that forgiveness is the key to freedom. That's Amen. What, that was the lesson I learned. And from there, I dealt with people differently. But I was saying that from a standpoint of babes coming into the church. Like, you know, you have to be careful about how you deal with your babies, right? Because, it, and again, if you're not church raised like I was, right? I didn't grow up in the church. You know, I'm just seeing things the way I'm used to looking at things, right? Either you're a good person or you're a bad person, right? There's no real in-between there. You choose. And so it, it's the babes that we really have to look out for. Um, and make sure that they understand what, what you just explained. Church is like a hospital, basically, of people and that kind of thing. Because uh, so many times we'll go in thinking it's one way when it's really not what we're thinking. So, you know, that's the main thing. You know, the generations coming after us, they, you know. And it's funny because God put everything we need in the Bible, like forgiveness, love. Right. He put all those things in there so we would have the foundational keys mm -hmm. to helping each other run this race. Right. If I fall short, I can apologize. I go and make it right. Mm -hmm. Now, the other person has to be on the receiving it has to also be able to let it go and forgive. Like right. Those are so vital people of God to walk in this life, walking and running this race is that we don't walk in the spirit of offense. Offense right. opens up so many doors. And really, when you walk in the spirit of offense, your name change, right? Because now you take on all these other characteristics because these spirits can attach itself to you and allow you now to be bitter on the inside like you went through your life. You could have been bitter. You could have been angry. You could have been like, I don't want to meet any of my family. You could have turned cold a kid. I don't want my kid. I mean, look, you could have done, a, we could have made a lot of different decisions, right. but because you chose at that point in your life to surrender and surrender. God, I give it to you and God, I need your help and God, I need you to, to walk me through this path. God, I forgive my mom. Right. I did. You I know, did. Ain't no telling you might meet your father. We stand in agreement tonight. It's never right. too late. Right. It's, so about that a lot lately. I do. I think about it a lot because I wonder what happened to him. Is he still alive? You know, can we make that peace? You know, those are things that you start to wonder about 
later on in life, especially when you have your own kid. And I have a child who was growing up where, you know, he really didn't know my family. He's always had his dad's family. He knows exactly who he is. He knows that entire family. And, you know, I felt like, like, like I don't have any of that. But one of the good things my aunt really did before she passed away was she made sure we had that family history. Right. She traced it back generations. And that was like awesome. Like so awesome. It was like, yes. So we, we got to learn a lot of things about where we come from. You know what I'm saying? Who our ancestors were. We started seeing pictures of people we've never seen before. I'm like, who are these people? Well, that's a blessing. Right. So it's, it's, it all comes full circle. You know, everything is for a reason. So first and foremost, I'm thankful to God for allowing me the opportunity for him to use me. Because again, it's never really about me. It's about the journey. And there's plenty of people who've been through like stories or similar stories of things. And they're battling right now trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Why am I in so much pain? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? So again, um, the goal is for me to be able to speak to those people. And and let them know that God is still God. Period. It doesn't. So I want to ask you. I want to ask you tonight. Uh huh. What can you say to encourage? I know you just gave somewhat of an encouraging word, but before we um start to wrap up, I want to ask you: What can you say um to the people, the viewers, the people of God, and those that will view later, um to really encourage them with their life, with their walk. That it may seems like it may seem like everything is going crazy. It may seem like everything went crazy, and and nothing makes sense. Right. Um, what can you encourage them with tonight? Well, for me, I simply um, just started. I realized, listen, something is missing on the inside of me, right? So I started with just telling myself over and over again. That for me, I started to say it. I trust God no matter what. I trust God no matter what. I trust God. I said it so much to I convinced myself to actually trust him no matter what. So I don't look at, you know, what's in my bank account. I mean, I look at it, but if my bank account is low, I trust God no matter what. If I need something and it needs to happen, I trust God no matter what. But I had to psychologically tell myself that a number of times to convince myself that I actually trust him no matter what, right? And as I continued to do it, he kept showing up. He kept showing up. He kept showing up. Another thing I did was spend more time in the word for myself because, you know, a lot of times we go to church and we just depend on what the pastor say the scripture means is what it means, right? Mm-hmm. But we never, I never really took time to read it for myself, right? And so once I started doing that, that's when I started discovering new things in the world along the journey. And I was just like, wow, this like this book is is the most powerful thing I have ever seen in my life. I mean, anything you're dealing with in life, you can find the answer in that book. I don't care mm-hmm. what it is. If it's murder, if it's drug addiction, if it's sexual addiction, no matter what it is. It's in that word. Mm-hmm. Everything. So for me, it just became a lamp to my feet. You know what I'm saying? As I continued to study it, much like Shakespeare, I just fell in love with it. Right. I was like, 
Yeah, well, deep. <laughs> I ain't never seen it that way. You know what I'm saying? So I just want people to understand it's all about relationship, right? Relationship. God wants to have a relationship with you individually so that you can become everything he created you to be. You doing that, you're attached to other people, right? So they need to see you go forward, right? So that they can come forward. And so I would encourage people to definitely just tap in, tap in. I mean, I started out, like I said, not really knowing nothing about God, just just having conversations with him, right? So I have these stories embedded in the story, and it's talking about conversations with God, basically, and what transpired for those conversations. So I just would encourage people, listen, start wherever you are, go on the journey, and do what you need to do. Um, and I promise you, it will work out for you. But you can't lose if you do it. So Amen. with that being said, um, so the book is actually in the publishing process right now, but it is projected to be released by mid-October. So I will definitely, definitely, definitely be letting you all know when that comes out. I'm going to have a book signing party for those in Macon, Georgia, or close who can come. It's going to be at the Tummy Museum in Macon, Georgia. And we gonna well, listen. When I say we gonna we gonna let this party roll, we gonna party for Jesus, right? And yes. All the honor and all the glory. But I feel, whew, I just feel really, really blessed. Like, cause there's nothing really special about me without Jesus. That's the crazy part. Like, there's there's nothing really special about me without him, right? You said there's and nothing special about you without Jesus without oh. Jesus. like okay I mean, it's nothing special about me without jesus because here's the thing the thing is he could have chose anybody to do this right but he chose the person who knows what the wrong side looks like who's done the wrong things right who oh yeah fire who's listed done all of this stuff right and granted a lot of it came from her but like he's like okay so i still choose you now what now what you gonna do right <laughs> that's a powerful thing so i just encourage people like especially in this season like there's a sensitivity to the kingdom right now where in anything you can imagine in your mind will open up period so you know you got to start somewhere um of course, I pray that everybody actually come into the realization of who they are and who God is in their lives. And again, I will keep you posted on the book when it actually releases. So I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know so that we can go ahead and uh, get this thing going. So that's pretty much it. Excited. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, no complaints. <laughs> Yep, and I I appreciate that. I want to um, piggyback off of you. Um, I put up a couple scriptures in First John five fourteen. It says, "And this is the confidence that Carrier and I have in Him." I'm putting our names in as a um, if we ask anything according to His will, which is God's will, He hears us. And so, what she said tonight was, you know, trust in the Lord. Trust is a big part of getting through hurdles and getting your faith level up because we like you said Cartier, we could talk faith all day 
But then it comes to the action part. Faith without works is dead. It's dead. So we can talk faith and know the word and quote the word and God called me, God said this, but we got to put some works. So the faith, his faith. So now God can get that glory. Amen. Right. And right. so faith without works is dead. So tonight I want to encourage those that are listening and, you know, to those that may listen later to um, take her advice, you know, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not to your own understanding, all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will not, he might, might not, I don't know. He will direct your path. He has directed Carrier Pitt's path on tonight. And so she's still standing. She don't look like what she's been through. Right. Um, she she got the serious face on, but we was at that uh, Tasha Carl concert, boy. We had a ball. Look at her smiling, yeah. And um, <laughs> we had a good old time. And so I just want want to encourage um those that are listening to really take a internal look. You know, a lot of times we look at our inter- external situations and we we allow it to affect our internal. And don't get me wrong. Those external things can affect your internal being. But when you choose to let God come on the inside of you and he take his rightful place in your life and you appropriate his word, says, his, you know, the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And then he starts to allow you to get into his word. We read so many books, but the word of God is the, the book of life, literally. Yeah. It's the inspired word is inspired by Holy Spirit. And it is not a joke. It is a path that will lead you to success and not just here in this life. Because when we we got another place to go, I believe, I believe that. And so it, it sets us up um, not just to live successfully as kingdom individuals here, but also to live ex- eternally. And so when we allow for God to come into our, 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 our lives, come in and invite him into your life, into your heart, you know, accept him as the Lord Jesus Christ, accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he starts to make something beautiful out of your life when we appropriate that word. And then we have to allow ourselves to look at ourselves eternally, internally and forgive. Forgiveness. And to let go. That everything you have to everything. let go. I don't care how much you got to listen. I had to cry, kiss, yep. act a straight fool until I was able to forgive some things, literally. Let me tell you, I thought I thought I would never forgive my mother for the stuff I went through as a child. I literally thought that. But when I say God will show you, baby, you think you don't love her, but I'm going to show you something, baby. And let me tell you, let me, and you probably, could, you probably could testify to this. When you and I, Lord, I thought I would. But when you learn how to forgive and you put that thing into practice, and and once you, because I had a hurdle in my life where I had to forgive and it was major, right? right? And once I forgave, it was like the doors opened up and I've recognized it. And when I recognized it, I said, I'll let nothing. I said, Lord, every day my prayer is, Lord, cover my heart and my mind because I don't know what's going to happen today. But whatever happens, please help me to not walk in unforgiveness. Because when you learn how to forgive, let me tell you, there's a peace that comes upon your life. The the understanding 
if you're looking for to grow in God and, and to be what God has called you to be, there's an understanding that he releases to you, right? right. And right. then and then you start to walk out in your purpose and your destiny. And then things going to continue to happen where it's going to come against, you know, you've been able to forgive. But guess what? Once you experience that freedom, you don't ever want to go back to bondage. You don't. And it was such a relief. But I'm telling you, when I say God said, I'm going to get ready to show you something. Listen, I promise you. And I'm not going to tell the whole story because it's in the book. But let me tell you something. All I could say was, whew. Okay, God. Okay. I promise. I'm going to forgive her. <laughs> and I'm no longer going to be the adult in this situation. Because as a child, it was like I was the adult. I was looking out for her because she was so high and people come around. So I was like, we literally had switched roles since I was a child, right? And I was so angry at her for that. But I'm talking about when God showed me something, honey, I was like, ooh, why am I having all these emotions? What's going on? I don't even like her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what you mean, right? I thought, but listen, let me tell you something. When I say God showed me something, honey, till I was begging, Lord, please, please, please. I was like, girl, you, you definitely gonna have to read that story. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. But I'm excited. Was, I'm excited. Was, I'm glad. For show you why you yes. think you don't feel something about it. Every emotion where it went from I'm mad because I don't like her to I'm maybe um disenfranchised. I'm I'm like, am I sad? Am I it went from that <laughs> Straight panic. You hear me? Straight panic. I was like, okay, Lord. I, I surrender. <laughs> I surrender. Like, don't do that to me no more. I surrender. <laughs> right? And I just said to him, I said, from this day forward, I'm going to let her live her life the way she chooses, and I'm simply going to be her child. Amen. And it changed everything for me. It changed. Amen. So... Well, I want to thank you for coming on this evening with us, Cartier, for sharing your life. Uh, we're going to have you back, of course. Um, our series, Your Voice Matters, is coming to an end, and we'll be starting back up with a new series. But when your book come out, I will be posting it in the Remnant Facebook page and encouraging you know those. Of course, I'm looking forward to coming in and celebrating with you. Um mm -hmm. And getting a copy of, of the book and discussing it and again on the podcast once everything is all situated. Um, but tonight I do want to really thank you. I thank you and I appreciate you. I love you with the love of the Lord. I thank I'm thankful to God for reconnecting right. us. Yes, that this is was purpose, it's destiny. Wow. And I, I pray, you know, I'm always praying, like Lord, connect me with the people you want me to connect with. I have um you know, right now I'm serving in different aspects of, um, of course, at my church home. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the Lord has called me to really talk to women in transition, women that may be incarcerated. Um, 
I don't have a record anyone. I've I never been to jail. I don't owe anybody anything. You know, I when people when people hear you call it the prison, the first thing they think is, oh, what, what, what do she do she feel like she owes somebody something? And no, the devil is a liar. No, that's what God has called me to. <laughs> He called me to it. And listen, I had to question it as well. Lord, did you, are you? He said, yes, because I need somebody, like you said earlier, who don't care about status and all this. I just need you to do what I called you to do. And that's what we all got to be. And so whatever God tells me to do, I'm good. I'm good. He's going to, you know, go before me and make the way clear. And I thank him. I thank him. And I've been extremely blessed to minister to the women um, they receive, you know, they hungry for the word of God. And it's nothing like talking and ministering to women and people that's hungry for God. You know, I said, Lord, I want to be vital. I want, I want, you know, whatever you, you put on the inside of me, and, you know, my pastor um, has given the okay and stuff like that. So if you put this on the inside of me, allow me to enhance and encourage and, you know, embolden these women are evangelists and you don't know what's coming out of, of those, those places. Like, it's by the grace of God. I might have not really did anything, you know, nothing that was crazy or whatever, but I probably did something small or I don't know. We do sins that we don't know about, but I just thank him for the opportunity. So I thank him for reconnecting me with you and women that's just authentic and women that there's no motives and you just want God to be glorified. Yeah, that's that's, that's really my only goal. I, I Listen, I live for him to be glorified, period. And I want that for people because I want them to understand what that really is, right? And it's nothing like, it's nothing like, and I know pastors, my pastor, I'm quite sure he can, it's nothing like seeing when people's lives are transformed Mm -hmm. that no matter what you go through, at the end of the day, you like, thank you, Lord, for just just allowing me to be used by you. You know, like, at the end of the day, it's not about me, but thank you for using me. Like you said, I'm not special without Jesus. I'm not. I promise you right? I'm not. I can't I'm do nothing special. in my power, but I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Absolutely. And it's according to the power that worketh in us. You know, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to close out. I'm going to offer the prayer of salvation and then we'll pray out Carrier. But I was thinking this week, I talked to my mom. And I remember, you know, my mom had a really serious situation. She got hit by a hit and run. Um, she was, yeah, in the hospital. She she moved to Georgia for a short while. But it was a point in my mom's life, God made me reflect on this, when she was not happy. Mm-hmm. Not happy with what we or my daughter or whatever was going on. But with the power God showed me that worketh in her. There was right. a there's a power, Holy Spirit, that work in all of us. And when that power is not at work, you you're grieved. The Holy Spirit is grieved. So when she has started to talk about, no, there's more for me to do. I know my leg is messed up. And I know this, but I got a work to do. And I want to, and I know God will allow me to be in a place where I could still be independent. Right. I went to sleep that night. I was a little upset. <laughs> I went to sleep that night and I thought to myself, like, now she's ready to get out here and her leg ain't right. And we're trying to do this and we're trying to do that. And the Holy Spirit said, yeah, but you guys are trying. Right. But she's talking about me. Mm-hmm. I'm that power 
that worketh in her. I'm looking at you right now. That power that worketh in Cartier is still going to those schools every day. It's Ooh, still God. looking at those children every day. It's yes. still remembering what you had to go through and you can identify. Holy Spirit is showing me right now. You can identify with those young people when they're walking out and walking in and, and they don't, they they haven't eaten and you can identify. I know the spirit of God working you and you can, you can point them out without a doubt because guess why you were there and you're there. able now not only to speak into their lives, but to intercede through prayer. Right. Right. right? And understand that God is still able to make a way for them. And I know you do the work. It's a blessing. So that's why I'm grateful to be reconnected with people of God that are doing the work, that are being used by God, right in their place of work. You know, right, even though it don't always feel good or seem good, God is getting that glory. And so when I say to say with my mom, I had to recognize that it was a power, the Holy Spirit that worketh in this woman. And it's been working on her for a long time because her prayers were the prayers that got me through, that got my sister through, that got my aunts through, that got her, her brothers through. It was the prayers of the righteous that avail of much, right? This week, my mom called and told me some good things that happened. And I said to myself, thank you, Father, for the understanding of knowing the power that worketh in this woman. Because if I would have been ignorant of that fact or held her back or just, you know, argued and fussed and, you know, my mother would never, if when she, God forbid she closed her eyes, uh. God has been glorified in her life, even in the sickness, even yeah. in the ailment, you know? And uh. so when we, when we really think about faith, uh. it's not always easy. It's but not. it's necessary and it's worth it. it I give is. God glory tonight for this podcast. I thank you for coming and sharing your story. I'm looking forward to us joining again. Before we close out tonight, if you have not given your heart, your soul, your mind to the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you tonight to make a, to make a vow, to make a covenant with God. It's one of the best things I've ever done, and I'm sure quite... Cartier can say for herself, it's one of the best things that we have ever done. It is the, God, best, the best thing. It's not one of the best things. It is the, the absolutely thing I have ever done. Amen. <laughs> and God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. The yoke of the world is heavy. The yoke of the world is strong and, and, and burdensome. The yoke of the world, it don't give you hope. Right. The yoke of the world have you trying to figure out how you're going to make it, what's going to happen. You you, you got faith in, in only your car and things. But this yoke yeah. and God, Jesus, is it's easy mm -hmm. and the burden is light. The burden don't weigh you down. You might get burdened, but we got a word for every burden in our word, in the, in the word of God. We have a promise to every burden. It says, Leia, cast your cares to me. Cast your burdens to me because I care for you. See, we have promises and God's promises is yes and amen. So on tonight, if you would like to dedicate your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, pray this prayer with me. You can you can um, message me afterwards saying you gave your heart to the Lord. You can put a, a your hands up of praise to say you gave or you don't have to do anything. You could just pray this prayer. Repeat after me, Father God, I thank you now for another opportunity that you have allowed me 
to come before your presence. I ask you now to forgive me for anything that I have said or anything that I have done that has brought shame to your holy name. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and he now lives in me. Thank you, Lord, that I am saved and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, yes, let me tell you something. You are now saved and the angels in heaven are rejoicing. They are rejoicing. And let me tell you, you have crossed over. All things have become new. All those old things are passed away and all things has become new. You are a new creature in Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you that if you've said that prayer, you want to find a Bible-believing church, someone that can teach you the word of God to help you walk into progressive salvation so that you can become um, successful in this walk, so you can know the word for yourself, that you can appropriate the word for yourself and apply the word to your life. And I'm not going to say the problems won't come, but they won't last. And if they do come and it lasts for a while, it's because there's a purpose in it. God is wanting to reveal something to you for other people. Amen. Amen. So I just thank you all tonight for joining me on this broadcast. Remember, you can connect with Carrier Pitts on Facebook. She has her own Facebook page. It's called Crazy But Covered. Search for it. Do the at sign at Crazy But Covered. And then you will see her beautiful picture come up um, and become part of her group. So that way you can follow her. Um, if she's doing any lives coming up or listen to me, I'm speaking in advance. When she starts okay. speaking up, <laughs> right. I see you doing it. I see you talking about it. I see it. <laughs> so connect with her as well. Don't forget to continue to pray for us here at the Remnant Podcast. Um, you can like us here. You can follow us. Um, here at the Remnant Podcast. Um, also, we're connected on Podbean. You can watch us on YouTube Live. Uh, we're on Spotify, Amazon Audible, FM Radio, Player FM, um, Deezer, Podcast Addict. We're on several platforms. So um, if you have a Samsung Android, just search for the Remnant Podcast and it'll also come up there. You can reconnect or re you can listen to um, the broadcast when you, um, if you would like again. So, again, I want to thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Carrier. Yes, um, it's been good. This, this is the start of something great. So, yes. It's, like yes. Again, it's all about the man up there. It's all about me. <laughs> I'm just yes, saying, so we, like, we, that's it. It just is what it is. Um, but, yes, definitely looking forward to this journey. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast. I just wanted to go ahead and get start getting the information out that we're close. We're really close. And um, when this baby come on and it's, it's fully birthed and I have a physical book, we go around with it. Yes. We go around with yes. it. Yes. It's going to be awesome. This is just the beginning. God is going to do mighty things to you. Right. Um, you already doing a work in the place where you, you are at. You're always in my prayers. Thank you. I doors. We want we we connected now, so yeah, it's, we it's a lot of commitment at this point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like because things like that just don't happen by chance. Like it just is what it is. 
you know, to connect two people from high school who end up doing the same thing and not know we were so close to each other. Like I know. That's awesome. That's everything for me. Right. Yes, it's everything <laughs> to me too, sis. And yeah. I thank God. He hearing he's hearing my prayers with connecting me to like-minded women right. who are doing yeah. things for the kingdom of God for his glory. Amen. Yes. And women, women coming forth now. Men, y'all better catch up now. We ain't playing. <laughs> we, ain't playing. <laughs> we ain't playing. We ain't playing. You right. I love God. I love, you know, through everything that we've been through. Um God has been faithful and leaving on tonight, you know, my first marriage was not a good one, but God has um, allowed me to be married again. And, you know, even with the previous marriage, we made peace and we're not enemies and things like that. And even on tonight, I just thank God for my husband. That's you know, important. We, I made yes, peace. Right? Made so peace. Yup. Right? We made not, peace. No in front of, and it was, it was nice because it was in front of my son, his father. And it was it was a beautiful situation, and God has allowed us to, you know, be friends and and pray for each other. And now my husband, he never holds me back. Anything I want to do for God, you know, and I want to encourage. I don't know where I'm going here, but I want to encourage, you know, the women and the men of God that as long as you got breath in your body, there is still hope. There is, there is still hope. What I did, I never forget. I heard a minister, one pastor, one time, or someone came to the church where I was at in Philly. He said that it's never too late, but write the vision right. and make it plain. I wrote the vision. I didn't even want to be married again. I wrote down everything I wanted in the husband. And he, they made us do it. Like we were in a class. They made us write. I was like, I don't even want to be married, but I wrote it down. <laughs> right? I wrote it down. And when I looked, I, I found the note, Cartier, in my Bible. When I look at the note, everything I wrote is what my husband is. I, I actually put in there the first one. I didn't want him to be from the United States. He ain't from the United States. Girl. I was like, I, ain't, I don't ever want him to have smoked cigarettes. I want him to love his mom. I want him to be a good provider. Right. Some people talk like, I got to get my husband debit card. or I said, Lord, I'm fortunate because... And I'm not bragging. I'm 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 boasting in the Lord because it wasn't always like this. But my husband be like, "You already got know my card. You you we don't have separate accounts. You know, like what's his is mine. What's mine's is his. And it's just a blessing. The issue is discipline, because when somebody give you the green light, you got to know now. Okay, you got to do what's right because I'm held to the higher standard. Correct. So correct. But I just Correct. thank him even on tonight. I was like, it's our anniversary. He was like, Jackie, you love doing your podcast. Do your podcast. We're going to do things tomorrow. And we got the whole month. And we just came back from vacation. Tell him I appreciate you to me on your anniversary. How unselfish is that? That is just awesome. Yeah, but we 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 got plans. So tonight we wasn't doing much anyway. But um, yeah, I just thank God for him because he just... He's, he, you know, he's a man after God's heart, very quiet. But I just want to encourage the women, don't give up. Right, right. Don't give up. Don't give up. He's like, don't give up. Right. <laughs> well, we'll talk on a different note, Cartier. Listen, everyone have a blessed night. I'm going to say a prayer, and then we're going to end our podcast. I thank each and every one of you who joined us on tonight. Don't forget to share. 
Someone needs to hear this conversation that we had tonight. Someone needs to be encouraged, emboldened, enlightened. And most of all, someone needs to give their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, as we leave on tonight, Holy Spirit, we thank you for being in our midst. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your peace. God, we thank you for the measure of faith that you've given each and every one of us. And Lord, your word says faith without works is dead. So tonight, as each person will hear this, we ask that you will enlighten their hearts and their minds, that it will be in sync, that they will know, God, that there is another way, the best way for their life, Father. And as they, uh, God, take on your way, Lord God, that they will see the goodness and taste your goodness, God, that they will know you are the true and living God. Father, we pray right now for our leaders. I pray for my pastors, TJ and Shanae McBride. I pray for our church family. I pray for Carrier's church family on tonight, and we pray for the body of Christ at large. Father, we lift them up and we say, cover our leaders like only you can do. The blood of Jesus covers them and their households and their children. Lord God, now we ask that you would continue to watch over us, God. Guide us and lead us, God. Continue to use us mightily for your glory, God. And no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. Father, we thank you now that our homes are covered. The angels of protection covers our children, covers our lives, God. Father, we thank you for your word, for as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Lord, tonight I pray a special anointing on the people that they will have a hunger to get into your word, Lord God, that they will get to know you personally, God, that they will appropriate, God, your promises to their life. Father, that they will know for every situation there is a solution, that you said you never leave us nor forsake us, and nothing could separate us from your love. Father, you don't leave us, we leave you. And so we thank you tonight, God, for being in our midst. We thank you for this podcast, God, for you said that if you would be lifted up, you would draw all men unto yourself. We don't do it for any glory of our own, God, but we do it for your glory. And we thank you and we praise you on how good you've been to us, Father. We thank you and praise you for what you've already done. We thank you for what you're doing. But God, we give you praise for what you're about to do. For eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. What you have in store for them that love you and are called, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We bless you and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Have a blessed night, sis. We will talk soon. And I thank you once again. I love you. Have a blessed night. Love you too. Bye. Have a good night, everyone. This concludes this episode of the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Once again, I want to thank you for staying tuned to the podcast and be sure to connect with us. You could like us on our Facebook page at the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at the Remnant Podcast. We're also available on the other social media platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can also watch us live on our YouTube channel at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Again, thank you for joining. I am your host, Jackie Wade.